It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. Charlie McBride on the way and... We'll check in with Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker, and NFLer. I've got an echo got a ec- here. Better now. Wonderful. Connor Clark is uh, in uh, in Chicago, buried for the uh, upcoming Northwestern Nebraska game. He'll be on KRNU with that. Connor was on hand last night. Connor, sights, the sounds, the officiating, the, the Nebraska effort. Take us through your adventure last evening, and what a ball game. Yeah, I mean, great college basketball game. I think it exceeded my expectations, certainly, um, and a lot of Husker fans' expectations as well. Um, I really admired the group's you know, resiliency, their fight down the stretch. They could have easily rolled over when it was a 10-point game with about three and a half minutes left. Uh, I personally thought that Terrence Shannon Jr. three from the corner was a dagger, Clearly it wasn't because they ended up forcing overtime. But, yeah, great game overall. Um, obviously, you know, you could go back and forth about the officiating. I think people we have. Watching, <laughs> yes. I think people watching on TV have more of a gripe about it than I do just because it was a little bit harder to tell from my vantage point uh, at the State Farm Center. Uh, but certainly a couple of things you could go over. Um, but overall, I mean, if you're a Nebraska fan, I think you're not – too upset about it because it was a game that could have gotten away from you at multiple moments. It didn't. They forced overtime. They gave themselves a chance to win. Um, and Tomonaga put on arguably a master class for him as well. So that was great to see him uh, break out after a couple of tough games for him. Are you going to go to the, the, the refereeing, Connor, and, and how it was officiated late in that ball game? My take is this, and, and I've kind of talked about it in a roundabout way. Nebraska had plenty of opportunities that wouldn't have involved the refs, whether it be better boxing out defensively so you don't give uh, Illinois as many second-chance points. A better decision from Tomonaga late to not put Rink on that island 30 feet from the rim with Terrence Shannon closing down on him. You get a better possession there, so you don't have to, to put it in the refs' hands to call a foul. But at the end of the day, I think some decisions from the referees did swing the result of that game. Is that a, a fair assessment from what we saw last night? Yeah, I think you could point to a couple of moments. Um, obviously, the foul at the end of regulation against Domask, people are upset about that. Probably a, a little bit soft. There was a travel that was certainly missed uh, against Marcus Domask as well. He even tweeted about it saying, yeah, I might have gotten away with one there. Um, so that tells you all you need to know. Um, another thing that I had a big problem with was the dunk that was thrown out of bounds and it was called Illinois ball. Everybody in the stadium obviously wanted a foul because you're in Illinois. I believe it was rink. He was straight up and it was either Gary or uh, somebody else going up for the dunk. And he cocked it back and mass was straight up, jumped straight up and he cocked it back to dunk it and just kind of threw it out of bounds. Yeah. And it was off Nebraska. Yeah, apparently. So that was one that was, you know, uh, if he, there were a couple other ones, the, the steal or the steal that wasn't a steal uh, by Sam Hoiberg in the corner. Uh, that was another one. But I agree with Elijah's first point. I think you're 
you still, if you're Nebraska, you give yourselves plenty of opportunity to win that game. I mean, there were some costly turnovers, uh, an unneeded heat check by Tomanaga early in the game that turned into a big swing for Illinois, um, a couple of costly turnovers later in the second half. Again, Nebraska did what they did to keep themselves in the game and, and give themselves, quite frankly, a chance to win. But I, I can totally understand why people are upset about uh, a couple of calls there. And, you know, we're, we're commenting and relaying the comments on the Streamhale Varsity YouTube. Subscribe there. Connor Clark on the road covering Nebraska basketball for KRNU and uh, did the play-by-play of Nebraska-Illinois last night on the radio. He'll have Nebraska-Northwestern. We'll check in in Evanston with Connor Wednesday as well. But is as many missed opportunities as Nebraska had, the fact that, that they get whistled with five seconds left and they have the lead, there's a strong argument for the thing being taken from Nebraska. This wasn't 1994 Missouri-Nebraska uh, bad, but this was all around awful and the, the bigger picture is we, we've had a lot of instances with officiating, not just with Nebraska and last night, but you had Coach Collins get launched and then find you've had some really poor officiating this year for the Big Ten. And people have been bitching and moaning about it forever on Twitter. And it's been about every fan base. The Big Ten fans aren't unified for much. I mean, you have your common teams you dislike, but there's been a real fervor against the officiating this year. Yeah, I feel like Big Ten officiating has kind of always had that, you know, stereotype, for lack of a better term, of that they've been subpar. And this year you mentioned the whole Chris Collins thing. And, I mean, I, I was listening to a couple of podcasts about that whole situation, and they were looking at the box score and the people on the show were like, well, we don't really judge the officiating performance based off of free throw discrepancy, but how could you not in that one? 48 to, or 46 to 8. I mean, I've never seen anything like that. So I think Chris <laughs> Collins had every right to be upset about that. Um, obviously an all-time ejection from him. A lot of people had a lot of issues with Wisconsin and Purdue earlier on Sunday because it's all comes down to how do you guard Zach Eady and – what are you allowed to do to the giant right because he's bigger than everybody else so a lot of people have problems with that and a lot of purdue fans have problems with how some people do guard ed because they feel that uh, it is also illegal and then obviously last night you have a couple of missed calls a couple things go against nebraska obviously a, a foul call with less than five seconds when you have the lead i mean that that's just kind of a, a really tough spot uh, to be put in and Overall, yeah, I mean, everybody's got their issues with, with some sort of ref and crew, and I feel like the last couple of weeks really haven't served Big Ten stripes very well. Well, the artist formerly known as KG Kids for Life, hate for officials and having your signals stolen by stallions is the only thing that unites all of the Big Ten. <laughs> Except UM. <laughs> Can't argue with that. It's, it's been rough. Connor, as we look ahead to, to Wednesday with Northwestern, I guess the best way to put it is can Nebraska replicate that road performance? Was that a flash in the pan, or do you think they found something? I think they found something because when you go back and watch the Maryland game, I mean, it looked like they had no resemblance of an offense whatsoever. They didn't run any sets. They were settling for shots, most of which were deep threes, and they were hitting them early in the game, but that's not sustainable. 
I think against Illinois, they played a legitimate basketball game. They they ran some good things offensively. They stepped up defensively when they needed to. That switch to a zone in the second half kind of messed up the whole rebounding system that they had going on. You saw Jawan Gary get a little bit uh, visibly frustrated down the stretch because Nebraska struggled on the glass. But overall, I, I think that gives you as a fan confidence about this team playing on the road. I know they still haven't won, but they gave themselves a real shot to against one of the better teams in your league. And I thought they played a pretty complete 45 minutes. I mean, they were maybe one or two plays short from winning that game. So uh, that gives me confidence going forward. I think the game on Wednesday night is going to be a really, really good one. Both Northwestern and Nebraska have played back-to-back overtime games heading into Wednesday night. So that's going to be really interesting. Nebraska only trails Northwestern by a half game for fourth place in the league, too. So there's a lot going into this game. So uh, I, I think last night gave you confidence as a Nebraska fan and really the team that saying, hey, even though you lost in overtime, you overcame some pretty difficult hurdles in that game and you put together a pretty solid 45 minutes. Connor, we'll check in with you Wednesday. Thanks again for jumping on and uh, appreciate uh, the call last night. And thanks for uh, giving us some insight on site in Champaign. Appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you Wednesday. All right. There he is, Connor Clark. Hail Varsity winds down hour one. We're powered by Cornhead Lager.